podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts. And they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cot are champions of Europe once again. Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Coppen Fracker, the only Liverpool podcast you can find on the Touchline Fracker network and the only Liverpool podcast that gives you the best content week in week out bar the mainstream ones but you know this is what the streets ask for and we give them what they want. Uh, you know winter break pod this week, a few of the regulars are on their annual, annual leave but you know the truest, the truest of the pod still remains. Uh, I am your host, Christian, and I am joined today by Ellis. Yes, the real one still, <laughs> the still real. rise to the top for that. Yes, everyone's taking their everyone's taking their time off, man. Fahi's got. I think Fahi's not going down for a while. Junior, yeah. Junior's chilling on a beach somewhere. Um, and and everyone else is doing team training in Dubai, so you know. <laughs> left us, left us back home to craft. Yeah, we've got to, so someone's got to pay the bills, isn't it? You know what I mean? Something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and all the way from Paris, I have Mark. You, you, like a wise man once said to paraphrase a little bit, only the rules going to last, all that new shit is here today and gone tomorrow. <laughs> I love it, bro. Uh, so my, uh, our, our boy Mark on a secret uh, mission in Paris there to try and uh, secure the Mbappe 2020 deal. We see. Yeah, I was telling him, you know what? I'm gonna pay 100k of his wages if he takes a 120k deal at Liverpool. <laughs> he's considering it. He's considering it. We'll see. <laughs> negotiation stage. No ITK. It's just pure, pure 
pure business getting done on the <laughs> Cop and Podcast podcast. So let's start off. Uh, let's start off the podcast on a on a nice note. Um, it may be windy outside. It may be awful weather. But come this weekend, Liverpool will be back in action, and they are faced with a trip to to Norwich now. If we would have had this fixture five games into the season and we saw the way that Norwich are playing, I think you'd be a bit cautious of this fixture. But I think now in the, in the position that Norwich are in, it, it's still a surmountable task. Obviously, they've vanquished a fair few of, of our enemies for us, which is you know, which is always a nice thing. But with the squad that playing the way that they are and everyone back, everyone back in full fitness, we'll come and talk about that point later on. This is a game that we should consistently be we, we we should always be winning, no doubt, Touchwood, and one that should be keeping the streak going. Alice, I'll go to you first on this one. Do you think yeah. rust, do you think rustiness will play a part in this, or do you think it'll just be back to business as usual? Um, I think we will be a bit rusty. We will start a bit slow because I'm not um, Liverpool. Usually, after that, a week off tends to start slowly. Well, we are very much a momentum team. So we need to be playing week in, week out, just to keep on going. Um, I feel that it'll possibly, it'll possibly be like the West Ham game. We'll try and just control the narrative of the game. Mm. And because we're playing away, we don't want them to be getting riled up and try and get and try and make it like the Wolves game, for instance, where the crowd was behind them and they're trying to push them on. So um, hopefully we can control the narrative like I said and just pull through really but we should have too much for them we should have too much for them yeah I, I, I completely agree It's my only thing about Norwich away is well there's two factors really I, I don't, if it would have been a 3 o'clock kickoff, you'd you'd, you'd assume it'd be the normal routine game clinical job done but you know half 5 everyone's had a bit of a everyone's had a bit of a beer and stuff so it can get a bit rowdy, and we we have had some absolutely insane games at Carrow Road in the past. I mean, what few few seasons ago, five four. Yeah, five four. I was at some... that that game had oh, it had to be crazy. That fixture was nuts. Adam Lallana the winner in it, left foot volley into yeah. the ground. Ooh, crazy. That fixture was oh. crazy. Klopp had to pop the spectators to get a new pair of glasses. That game was <laughs> that game was insane, man. Because I was at um, I was at my, <laughs> I was at, I was at one of my ex misses like birthday parties. And I was kept like checking. Out, I was on my phone like every five minutes because the score literally just kept updating. And then obviously Lalana scored, and you know, man, let off a bit of a big cheer. And she was like, "Oh, yeah, happy, happy's my birthday." I was like, "Not really." It's, I'm more happy that Lalana <laughs> scored more than anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's one of the goals that I actually shamelessly celebrated I celebrated that like we just won a Champions League final I remember being around like five Arsenal fans it was me and one boy who's a Liverpool fan in it chilling 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 and the Arsenal fans were just on our necks the whole game then as soon as Lana scored I remember like dashing the chair across the room saying fuck you going absolutely <laughs> mental <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of those games where it's a bit of a you can kind of point to certain games in in Klopp's tenure. You can say this was a you know not a landmark moment, but you can see where the development is going. And obviously, late winners yeah. being such a big theme in the past twelve to eighteen months for this Liverpool side, it just goes to show that again. Let's just actually, you know what? I've just literally pulled the game up on my phone. 
some of the goal scorers in this are just absolutely absurd. Stephen Naismith scored, because I think he was on loan from Everton at the time. Wes Houlihan, Sebastian Bassong, um, Bobby Bag twice, you know, from a... I'm assuming it'd be... But that'd be Bobby Force 9, wouldn't it? Which is a, which is quite an interesting one. Hendo, yeah. Hendo yeah. Milner, and of course, Lalana with a late, late winner. Um, but actually, Mark, I'll come to you on this. With everyone obviously fresh firing for now, and with a Champions League away fixture looming, you know, on the horizon for next Tuesday, how would you go about setting up for this game? Would you know, with, with the news that Sadio Mane is back in full 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 team training now, James Milner back in full team training? How would you go? go how would you go about kind of integrating everyone back to the squad? Because as we've seen. With the likes of Fabino, Matip, uh, Lovren in those FA Cup games, it does take a little bit of time to get back up to speed when you know at the pace and the level that we do play at. So, how would you how would you go about getting everyone back into the side and getting all the gears back into motion? Okay, first of all, I'm going to focus on Big Sadio. Um, I remember beginning of the season, reverse fixture, he came on for about 30 minutes and was absolutely blistering. I think this was him coming off the back of an African Cup of Nations final defeat mm-hmm. and he looked as sharp as ever. In my opinion, Sadio looks like an absolute monster in terms of physical ability. Um, his explosiveness is absolutely ridiculous. I wouldn't start him though. I would give him something similar. I would give him maybe a 40-30 minute run out just to get his legs into the game and Dependent on how the game's going, obviously, just to express himself a little bit, get some running into his legs and just get him prepared for Atletico Madrid. Um, Milner, I would want to replace Henderson at some point throughout the match. I'm assuming we're going to go with an unchanged lineup. So I would want Henderson or maybe Genie rested maybe about 60 minutes in just to keep them fresh for Atletico Madrid because... As much as I don't rate Athletic Madrid right now, I know that's going to be a very, very hard game. Um, we'll just be protecting people where we can. Where Klopp senses fatigue, just throwing people on just to negate that, I guess. Maybe throwing Minamino for someone as he sees legs tie off throughout the match. I think that's a fair point, especially especially about Sadio. Um, I I definitely bring him on for Ellis. I don't know how you feel about that as well. I definitely bring on bring him on for about thirty minutes towards the end of the game. Um, but apart from that, I probably keep it business as usual for for the team for for this specific fixture. Yeah, I was too. Um, I think with Sadio, you want to ease him in. I think he's been out for what two weeks. Two, yeah, it, weeks, it, it, it genuinely seems like it's been longer, doesn't it? That he's been out. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I think he's, he has only been two weeks because was it the West Ham game that he went off? Uh, the Wolves. Oh, the Wolves game. The Wolves. Yeah, sorry. So Southampton and West Ham, and obviously the FA Cup which you was never going to be in anyway. Oh yeah, they were never going <laughs> to. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah. To be fair, I, I think the same team against West Ham. Um, that means Ox. No, uh, well. What was the what was the Michels versus I think it West Ham? I think it was was it being you know as as a Liverpool podcast we should probably be able to pull these things up yeah. so I'll uh, I'll quickly do that now but, but but carry on carry on moving point mate yeah I think yeah I think it was Fabinho Henderson and Genie Ox on the left Bobby and Salah so I believe that will still be the same six 
And obviously, the same back five, same six. So I can't really see much changing there, barring any injuries. Um, agree. I think uh, Sadio should come on later, give him a little run out ahead of Atletico Madrid. Um, I think that's a trusted, a trusted team for Klopp. I think the midfield is very um, mature enough to control the game. Like I said at the top of the pod, we're just aiming to control the narrative of the game. Um, I believe it's going to be like a West Ham game. Not, no disrespect to Norwich, they are trying to play, they, they will come out and play, but I think Liverpool will just try to nullify that by keeping hold of the ball as soon as possible. Um, they had a threat in Pukki at the start of the season. Now the season is really intense. Um, that threat has died down. Unadia, you want to go trying to keep him quiet, get the ball away from him because he's, he's their best player. Yeah, he's who I would consider their main threat. Obviously, my boy, yeah. my boy Todd is yeah, up Todd there. Well, <laughs> yeah. Todd Slatwell. Yeah. Why self alive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Unadia yeah. looks like the main threat. In- he does. He's someone well, that has a fan team at a bigger club, preferably Liverpool. But we'll yeah, I was, well. I was going to say a f- fan favourite of the pod, Emi Buendia, by the way. He is, he is. And I think a lot of teams, because I've seen um, a couple of the Chelsea boys talk about him as well. Um, so I think um, a lot of fans are taking a liking to him. He's one of those players that you can get on a cheap. And because he's got un- good underlying stats, so he's got to be like a. Um, uh, uh, a gem, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. He's not yeah. a gem. So you probably get a cheat game on a cheat, and someone that you can build. I think what he's only what twenty four or something. Yeah, I think he. I'm just looking at this. Weirdly about him, get... though, he's um he's not actually scored a goal in the league this season. No, no. he's got I seven. Just... He's got seven assists though. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's for someone who can take off on the, take off on the dribble, play a few, uh, a few key passes, and he's you know. Fantastic through balls. Uh, you could see how he would be a hot commodity um, yeah. on the assumption that uh, Norwich do go down and there is some form of release clause. And um, to be fair, I'd probably say the same with uh, for Todd Cantwell as well. I mean, if you're like a bird, yeah, if, if you're it's this is probably going to sound like a bit of a, a bit of a slight to him and his, his ability because he is, I think he's a very, very good player. But I think if you're someone like a, a Burnley, for example, and you need a yeah. decent you need a decent threat from out wide and someone who can play mate through the middle as well. He'd be the perfect player for them. I think he could probably go to them and be their best player. And you know, we're definitely going to get into that still because you've got this little transfer segment and Kanwa have been screaming his name for a while. I feel yeah. like he's a really, really smart player, I guess. Intelligent player, intelligent movement. I like what he does on the ball and I believe he's only 21. I had to get my little save on on for you, Ellis, and Bundy is 23. Just to double check, nineteen ninety six. Save all um, the time. <laughs> but yeah, Tanmo yeah. is someone who I really like. And just on a little trivial note, who would you guys want to take from Norwich, saying they go down? Al, I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'll take Buendia, and uh, I think I'll take the left back as well because we need a left back. Ah, yeah. And uh, he's he's, he's the star. Oh, I'm saying, but yeah, <laughs> the, the style that he has, um, I think it translates well to us. He bombs forward. Um, the left back, Matt Aaron, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. young. Is, is it English? 
or is he Irish? Oh, you mean uh, uh, Max Irons is the right back. Jamal Lewis is the left back. Ah, cool. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, so yeah. both I'll take, I'll take, I'll take both. <laughs> I'll take both <laughs> the fullbacks to be fair. Yeah, ideally I would yeah. take both. But at the moment, I like the progression of Nico. Nico looks really good. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind him stepping into the secondary yeah. berth next season. I wouldn't mind at all. So yeah, I'll go for that. I'll go for the left back, just because they play the way we play. To be fair, in terms of the fullbacks pushing up, not like our overall play, but in terms of the fullbacks pushing up, and they yeah. they look like footballers. They're quick, young. So yeah, those two really. And also with Cantwell, going back to Cantwell. Um, I think, obviously, Chris, you said about Burnley. I think uh, you can also, someone like Villa, why would they stay up? Because I think Villa resigned to losing Grealish in the summer. I was just about to say, I would love to see Grealish and Cantwell together for like a little spell. Just a little spell. To see how, because they're both very, very creative players and they could ideally play off each other if they can build that relationship. Going off a tangent, there is a few, England have got a few number 10s coming up. They've got a few number 10s and obviously you've got your, your Grealishes, your Madisons, now Cantwell, your Mason Mounts, who's a different number 10, who's more of a goal-scoring number 10. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Dele Alli, you can't, you can't keep out. Yeah. Uh, if you want to add people that potentially could break into the squad, you've got your Ruben off this cheek who you can add yeah. yeah. there. Nah, he, he needs to go be a model or something, man. This is not, he's, not built this, <laughs> he's not built for this life. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, to be fair to me, he's a decent player. Obviously, Chelsea fans big him up. He's the next big thing since microwaves and that, but that's neither here or there. But yeah, he's a player that can step in. So yeah, England have got a few, they've got some talented footballers in there. Having them is one thing, using them is another thing. And you know England has. Yeah. It'd be nice if the golden generation couldn't do that much, then who knows, isn't it? That's the thing, man. It'd be nice if one of them learned how to play a bit of more of a deep line playmaking role, which would, you know, really help in, be, yeah. Yeah. in that system. But the player to do that is um is more Ruben Loftus cheap because he has the size and he has the, the technical ability Power. to do that. Yeah. He's got, yeah, yeah. Obviously I don't want to talk about his PMP because we know that's all there for him. But technically he's very cold. Um he's got the vision, he's got a good passing on him. I think out of all those players we mentioned, I think he would probably be the most suited in a deeper in a deeper role. He's really good about getting those late runs in the box as well. That's the one thing I will say about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like a throwback to your Steven Gerrards and your, your Frank Lampards. But obviously, he's got the, the technical ability as well. Yeah, no, I, 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 I completely agree. Uh, Mark, how, who would you go for out of the Norwich team? Just, just for um, Same again, left back. Yeah. You already know Cantwell's been on my list for a minute. But that would be to... <laughs> replace uh, someone like Lana who we're going to lose or Milner who's going to ideally be phased out of minutes um, and just be a rotational player but I'm not sure if he would want to step into that role um, and Bundia Bundia I feel like can not supplement the front three but ideally step in and create an impact when they're not there and it would be nice ideally to have a burgeoning Front three of Bendia, Minamino, and potentially Origi, Brewster, dependent on who ends up staying and who ends up progressing a little bit more. 
some decent options on the table. I mean, for anyone who wants to kind of re-strengthen and retool in the summer, that's that, that's really good. Just on a bit of a bit of a side note, obviously one of our first pods of the season was kind of analysing the the game we had against Norwich for the first game of the season. It's kind of weird how these things have become kind of full circle and how we've grown as a pod and as a fan base. So I just want to say thanks to everyone for listening to the pod so far. Um, you know, really appreciate it, and we all really appreciate your input in terms of listener questions on the engagement on the account. So, yeah, just want to say thanks very much for that, and you know, we're going to continue giving you the great content that you love. Luke, echo that. I echo those thoughts. Well, so, yeah, so I, I, I thought, I thought, the, I thought, the, thought the guys, in, yeah, I thought the guys needed that. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, big support. Yeah. So, gotta give, gotta give fans where fans, fans is due. But back, back to the game against Norwich. Yeah, for real, for real. Nah, me, nah, me. <laughs> oh, we parted, parted. <laughs> in terms of score lines, goal scorers, um, clean sheet records, how, how do you think we'll do this weekend? So, obviously, half five kickoff. Under the lights, possibly going to be sixty-five miles an hour winds. Um, so, um, so, what do you guys think in terms of result? Um, I want to go for a two-nil, three-nil. Mm-hmm. I think Ox may get on the score sheet again. I think it was probably going to be Ox, Bobby, and Salah if we hit three. Ideally, I want to see Minamino get on the score sheet. I do want to see him get a lengthened amount of minutes against Norwich. Hopefully, we can blow them out in the first half and rest some players. But we'll see. 2 0, 3 0 for me. L? Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2 0. I think a 2 0 is my favourite um, prediction for the season. Because I just think that's where Liverpool are now, just a comfy 2 0. Um, I think Salah's hitting a rich vein of form. It looks like he's fully Yeah, flexed. it looks like he's sharp. He yeah, looks like the, the gym, saying back from the holiday. Insane. I didn't even go to. I love he's coming for that golden boot, that free time. I'm saying he's got that opening, so he looks really sharp. Um, I think I love what you said about 2-0, Sorry, I love how we, as a club nowadays, when we do hit that 2-0 stage, we don't panic. I remember back in the day when we would hit 2-0, and I'm still thinking we could lose this game. Now when we yep. have to know it looks so comfortable, it looks like we're controlled and everyone's yep. doing exactly what Klopp wants of them, being able to take the sting out of the games when we need to take the sting out of the games. When the team gets a bit too, well, the team presses a bit too much onto us, we're able to control the ball, able to keep yep. a bit more possession and generally just demotivate people just by the way we play football and it's lovely to see. Yeah, that's testament to Klopp because um, I think we all we all can testify to the fact when he first came, I think one of his comments was that we was a bit too uh, naive. We wasn't really mature in our game. And that when he said that, he meant that, let's say we are, we was too new up and we're still trying to bump forward. Then we lose yeah, an account. That gung-ho football. Yeah, really do, do you know what I mean? But now, I think we've, we've got to a point where Klopp has really, really coached them to the point where when you're too new, just put your foot on the football and, and, and just let just let the football do the work. Because by the time, if if you got the ball eight eight times out of ten, the other team never going to see the football. The only time they'll probably see is when it goes out for a throwing or a corner. So I think that's test. Go to, to that cliche Sunday league saying the ball moves faster than the man. 
the more that's it. the more tired they get pressing it. That's just it. And it, it, we can see it in a lot of our games. A lot of teams just look so defeated because by the time they do get the ball, we've pressed up so high. You've got Van Dyke in your ear. Who's gonna win the ball? You've got Gomez. If you wanna try and play a if you wanna try and play a direct ball in behind them, it's a myth because Gomez will probably get there. Then we're gonna come, Salah's gonna be on your defender. It's, it's just long, it's just long playing Liverpool at the at the minute. So shout out Klopman, he's a fantastic coach. Um, yeah, shout out Liverpool. It's genuinely a death by a thousand cuts kind of a kind of football. That's what it is right now, and that's what it is. Because we, we move the ball so fluidly, so freely, and it, you know, it's not even like it's a possession-based football, but in certain it's it's situational football, which is which is so good yeah, to see that, that they've got yeah, yeah they've got the definitely. kind of like the the on-field awareness to adjust themselves to different scenarios and really kind of read the game and kind of analyze each scenario as it comes and. That is a massive that's, testament to, to Klopp and the coaching staff. And that's a perfect example and it's a perfect word to use situation football. Like, um, I think we see words from Sam Allardyce saying that, oh, we play long football. Not really. If you want to get it into Salah quickly, we're going to go direct. Or we can just hold the ball on and literally pass pass your midfield to death. So, um, whatever the situation is... Whatever, was the, so, prime example of that was a disallowed goal for Salah where yeah. We did play long balls throughout the match. We did that spread it. We did that was especially Trent did loads of crossfield balls. Then yeah. you just saw that passage of play, which was about maybe about fifteen passes, and then Firmino carried the ball just about was offside. But that was beautiful football, and we can still do that. I was so annoyed that they didn't show that on match of the day because it was such a sexy goal, even though it was dis- disallowed. <laughs> just like the, the the ball movement, playing it out from the back. Just everything about that goal was, was, was genuinely perfect and obviously the rest of the football from that game more than made up for it but yeah, but yeah no uh, brilliant analysis of, uh, of the Norwich game boys um, and of course next Tuesday so we will be recording a, another pod next Tuesday it'll be oh god it's going to be one of those late ones hopefully it's not like the Napoli one bloody hell the backstory behind the Napoli one generally needs like a 30 for 30 doing about it just because yes. <laughs> it was like about <laughs> it was what about quarter to 11 11 o'clock and we were just so oh, so tired and so drained but man uh, yeah you, you got yeah you gotta, you gotta do it gotta do what you love right <laughs> gotta pay the bills gotta pay the bills man <laughs> so yeah Atletico Madrid, as Mark said earlier on, they're not in the greatest vein of form this season. They're they're not actually losing that many games, which is the kind of more perplexing thing behind it. They are drawing a lot of games and winning. They seem to be getting in a repetition of winning the odd game 1-0 now. So, you know, obviously, a Diego Simeone team is not going to be the nicest team to play against. We all know it. We've all seen it. He plays very much shit out defensive based football, which you know reflects himself as he was as a player, fantastic player, uh, but he was a genuine shit out. Going going with that though, first leg being away, certain man declaring himself out already due to injury because they don't want to you know get the slappings that they did when they played for a certain North London based team. How would you go about approaching this game? Obviously, first first leg away from home. We all know that we want a quick away goal, something to take back to Anfield. But but L, I'll, I'll go to you on this. Champions League, 
I think away from home first legs in these kind of scenarios that we've been we've actually been fairly good fairly good um I mean, I'll go back to the Bayern game last yeah. year the Porto game as well actually both Porto games from, from two years we've managed them fairly well um so just going off the back of that how would you how would you approach this game against Atletico and do you see do you see them uh-huh. doing anything different to kind of counter out us as well how would I go I'll I'll, I'll try obviously I'll set up not to lose because it's away from home and try and nick the uh, away goal, which we're capable of. Um, I can see us being very tight. Uh, I don't. I can't see us attacking them. Obviously, to be fair, I haven't really watched a lot of Atletico Madrid this season. But going off what we've seen previously, um, going off what we know about uh, Simeone, he's going to be very tight. He's not going to let us play our game. He's going to. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fouls. Get prepared for a lot of fouls. It's going to be a lot of stop-start. <laughs> yeah. Because fam, he, he himself, he's just that type of player and he just knows every trick in the book. Um, ball boys are going to hold on to the ball. They're going to try and frustrate us. They're going to try and disrupt our game. What we should do, again, the way we've just been playing all season, again, just dominate the narrative. Don't give them a chance. And we've, and we've also wised up We've done. A, we've become a lot of. Uh, we've done a lot of shit house as well. Shout out Rubble. I know a lot of people are upset at that, but it is what it is because sometimes you got to counteract fire with fire. So if they're going to do that, then I think we're going to do that as well. So we're going to try and control possession. We're not going to let them try and catch us in a counter. So it's going to be one of them weird, tough games which can end up one 0 either way. Ideally, we hopefully we can get the. Uh, away goal then bring it back to Anfield but when it comes to Anfield I don't think they're going to want it nah. Too, nah, no one, no one wants it at Anfield really I mean but nah, so I think, yeah yeah. but I said but Bayern Munich getting a nil nil draw last season was genuinely yeah. when, you, when you look back at it it's an anomaly in, it, in was, the, it was it was yeah. it in was. the pattern and I think we just tried to manage and Bayern Munich sat back Bayern Munich sat back they, sat, they, they defended for their lives I remember that image of Kimmich Celebrating a tackle on Mane. That's, that's, that always reminds me of uh, that, that Mane smile. You know when future goes, and that's when I made yeah. beast, that's when that's when I made beast mode. Because ever since then, he <laughs> just went off. <laughs> yeah, I was saying so. Like, then we went back to their gaff and just yeah, off pants and that. So I think it will be the same, similar really. But I think Atletico Madrid are going to be really, really tight, really, really tough. Yeah, they're try hold the fort. They're not going to let us play our game but I can't really see them scoring many because they don't really score a lot do they that's a they don't so just in 20, 23 games in La Liga this season they've only scored 23 goals which yeah. is which is you know it's it's not great especially when you spent over 100 million pound on Yao Felix and they've also got seven players who are actually battling to be fit for that game so I know Diego Costa's had injury worries all season, and you know he he was he was out out of the door at one point. Um, Morata's injured as well. Trippier's definitely out. Yeah. Jimenez. So I'm just looking at the injury list as well. Sergio Arias is gone. Um, Jimenez is out at the moment. There's a lot of players missing for them, so I'm just trying to figure out how they would line up based off that. And they've got a and they've got a fairly um, you know. <laughs> fairly, you know, tough game 
on Friday against Valencia, who, you know, aren't exactly searches. Yeah, so. I expect us to win. I expect us to win both legs. Yeah. I expect us to win. Yeah, no, me too. I think if we can get a if we can get a one nil, that would be uh, that would be, be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, bring it back home. Yeah, okay, no. I'm of a different, slightly different mindset. Go on. I want to go for the jugular early. I want us to be cautious, but go for the jugular early, just to get that quick goal, and then defend as Liverpool have been defending all season. Um. I feel like with the lack of strikers that they've got at the moment, they've got like some 22-year-old striker as their only fit striker at the moment. Um, from what I see, they're going to have maybe Thomas Party, maybe Lorente, maybe Saul, maybe Coke as their midfield, who are not that much of a creative midfield. And I don't see them causing us that many problems going forward. So I feel like we can take a little bit more risk and I'm emphasising a little bit more because we know Champions League is still Champions League. There's still Champions League quality players in there mm-hmm. and there are still players that can hurt us at any point in time in any game. But I feel like we should take advantage of the fact that they're struggling from injuries. And one thing I do want us to do is be very, very clinical. We've seen especially in recent games where we've had several chances and we haven't put them away. I think our most clinical game over the past five was probably Southampton, where we weren't playing that well in the first half and then we came out second half and took almost every chance. So ideally, I would want something like that second half Southampton performance in the first half. But that said, really Theoretically, I guess, just trying to match up the teams against each other. And we know football doesn't work like that. So, you guys, game plan's probably the safer one. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Klopp sets it out. We'll see how the game goes. But I feel like we'll win both legs anyway. If not, draw the first leg and then win at Anfield. It's this the thing. I mean, I, I, I used to watch Southampton's coaching quite, quite closely, but, you know, it's a bit, bit of a difficult one trying to find Spanish football on TV nowadays, but yeah, like after taking off Sky Sports, it's just yeah. I, I don't even know what channel you're getting on anymore, apart from uh, Vitbox. But <laughs> yeah, I heard like ITV4 do one game every week or something yeah. like that. Well, that's out, but um, but yeah, I, I you just you, you know how they're gonna set out, you know how they play. I mean, they play what box? They play like a box four midfield. With not that much creativity, they play. They play, they basically play four four two, old school way of thinking, and the the only barrier that they really have, you know, that that back four is completely rechanged from the back four that we know. You know, Godin's at Inter Milan now, um, yeah. and of course you have to beat Oblak. If you're going to beat Atletico Madrid, you have to beat Oblak, and I I think in terms of their lack of scoring scoring prowess at the moment. If we win both games, one nil, you know, obviously that means job's a good one. But I mean, I think if we score two goals across the space of these two legs, it's it's job done. Because you know, at the end of the day, you have got to beat the keeper, um, and it is a it's, weirdly enough, it's probably a matchup of the two best keepers in the world at the moment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, I, I think I agree with Mark what you said. Like, I hope we are very clinical because their keeper, who is just like Allison, is a very good shot stopper, particularly off his line. Um, I think Arsenal beat them last season. Yeah, did they beat them in the? Um... I think they beat them in the semi-final. Yeah. I'm sure like a five-three game or something, and that was a very, very expansive game, which I was completely surprised at. Is that when was. they was that when they like literally gave up and then were just playing like everyone? Well, yeah. yeah, they they gave up. Um, I think they were like down to ten men. Yeah. No, Arsenal were down to ten men, but Arsenal was still like pressing them and putting it on them. Oh no, Atletico Madrid were down to ten men from the tenth minute. Atletico Madrid. Yeah. This was the season before, even, you know. I'm sure this is when Atletico Madrid went to the final and they went through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Atletico Madrid won 1 0 at home. They went 10 0, so down to 10 men in the second leg against Arsenal. Then Griezmann scored the dink and they did the fucking. They did the fucking Fortnite dance, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, scratch that. And in that game, in that game, Arsenal had 28 shots. Eight shots yeah. on target, one goal. So all black was all black on the defense was doing well. So, but like you said, it's changed. The team has changed a lot. I think we just have too much for them. I think we have too much for them. Um, they haven't got no Griezmann. They haven't got no Goldin. So the team has changed a lot. I can't see us not winning. To be fair. Plus, we we plus I think the fact as well that we feel very comfortable in their own ends. Considering we, yeah. you know, won the fucking competition there literally last year, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've done a little cross cross from there and there and before, so it's it's not in you, fam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I said last, like I said last pod, send the Addy in it. Any Addy, <laughs> <part> Addy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. This is uh, um, you know, this is this you know, this just com- it just comes naturally to some teams, man. And this is one of the teams that just comes naturally. Like Addy, we will slide through. We will air it all out. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> Sliding over cars while we shoot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, good stuff as usual, boys. So, off the back of that, obviously, it's something we touched on earlier on in terms of squad rotation and everyone in the, in the squad being fully healthy now. So, in this next block of games that we've got coming up, and of course, Champions League being a, a fairly weird one because we play this game now. I don't think we play the return leg for like another month or something like that. Something's really weird um, with how they do the fixtures now because, you know, fairly old school, used to like one game every two weeks with Champions League. But obviously having the FA Cup game on the horizon against Chelsea away as well and some fairly comfortable league games that you'd expect us to win. How would you both go around... Like we said earlier, kind of integrating everyone back in the squad and ensuring everyone gets the relevant amount of game times in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do a lot of rotation. I think for the league games, I'll let our strongest team as possible. Just because of continuity, I just want to try and get as much wins as possible. I think we only need six wins to be crowned champion, but 18 points. So I just want to do that. Get out of the way. Um, FA Cup game. Mix up with some youngers. Because they earned the right to be fair. They've earned the right to mix up some youngers and some um, fringe players. So your Lovings, your Matips, your Rigis, your Minos, uh, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, 
your Lalanas, your Adrians, your B. Really just mix it up. I think even if we mix it up, I think we'll have a bit too much for Chelsea. If everyone plays on, on like the A game, that is. Um, then back to the league again. Once you've wrapped up the league, I think you can then give, again, your French players some some minutes, dependent on how we do in the Champions League. So I think team preparation is all dependent on how we do in certain games, especially the cup and the Champions League. So the further we get in the cup and the Champions League, the more rotation we'll see if we round, if we wrap up the league, the more rotation we see in those competitions. But I think we're in a we're in a position where we only have we only have two people injured in Klein and Shakiri, I've been told. So that's that's madness. Never seen that before in February. Usually by February now we've probably got some man with half a leg. <laughs> you know I mean I think last season we had like Gomez out for bare long. Um a lot of players were tired, but this season we've had a, a couple the week off or a couple of weeks off. Everyone's fresh. So I think we'll see a lot of rotation in the cup games. And again, like I said, it's all dependent on how we do in the future. I think that's, that's a fan, those are fantastic words, as per usual, Alice. Uh, got us raring and going now for the rest of the season, mate. <laughs> Mark, anything you want to you say to kind of uh, counter Alice there? To be honest, Alice has covered everything literally that I wanted to see. Um, <laughs> One thing I will say, and now this is a slight, in fact, this is a very, very selfish agenda. I would want Naby to start against Norwich. <laughs> is that because you've got certain odds in this? Yeah, or... <laughs> I've got the 10 and 10. <laughs> I'm still playing for that 10 and 10. Naby or Lana to start. Lana to start against Chelsea in the FA Cup. And then one of the two to start against Atletico Madrid at home. Preferably Naby. Mm. Yeah, bring that 10 and 10 home, baby. Yeah, yeah. I think now, I think listening to this, I'm not a liar. You won't make me a liar if I lose this. I'm not a liar. So do oh. the thing for me. If you're listening, Nabi. But I think yeah, Nabi will be needed against Athletic Madrid to be fair because they're gonna sit with a low block and we need yeah, someone. He has that creativity. Yeah, and that dribbling ability to take on two, three man yeah. and make space. Um, and I, I think he's he's probably probably the best at it. I put him and Ox up there because Ox can also Ox can also do that as well. So we'll need we'll need them to be fair. One thing I like about those two is they do it in different styles, but they're both effective when they're on form. Yeah. So yeah. Ox is more like the driver, like he'll just yeah, burst past someone. Kate will skip. More like techie, techie, yeah, he's a bit yeah. more finesse. He'll skip past someone, leave them, and then he'll just go pass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think both of them are. Are going to be needed in, in, the, in the long. I think there was a season. What season was it? Before he got injured, Ox. That towards the end of the season, he just started to pick up and started to go on a mad one. Oh, like, 17, 17, 18. Roma, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roma, and he was flying. That he was flying, that game was probably his best performance that I've seen. But I mean, he was just bullying, bullying, just picked up. He just looked so confident. So I think he's getting back to it. Him, him getting into the goals, like his goal against Southampton was was fantastic. He didn't play, he didn't play too well overall. Yeah, but the goal. And yeah, he's a goal confident. Yeah, I'm saying. I think Naby's got a fairly important, um, important pass play from now till the end of the season. 
yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, before we got injured yet again, it's another rant for another day. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he was playing really well. Uh, you know, racking the stats up, and sometimes you can see where he would he would slot slot in uh, in certain games, and he he would be one of the most influential players on the pitch, but. You know, again, the best is still to come from him, and it's up to him to kind of show show us why we've put so much so much currency into him and so much faith. And I think that should be rewarded. And it's it's actually it's fantastic to see Ox now looking to. He's never going to be the same player he was in seventeen eighteen. Obviously, when you go through the injuries that he has, you're going to lose a little bit of pace. But you know, you can see the hard work and the dedication that's been there to kind of get himself back to peak physical fitness. Um, and you know the effort and desire to you know, win every ball, you know, not give up on every single possession play, and you know he's matched his you know overall total for goal scored in the season, and I think he'll exceed that from now until the end of the ten, end of the year. But yeah, it's it's again it's a massive testament to the squad to show you know the the, the depth of quality that we have, in not only the ability of the players but in the quality of the character as well. Um, yeah, and, you know, yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot of grit. They got a lot of determination, and you know the bounce back ability. I'm pretty sure that's not a word, but uh, you know, yeah, it is. Is it? Shout out to Korean and all that good stuff. Yeah, they've, they've just got that special quality that you know make them a unique, just a unique group of lads. And yeah, fair, fair play to all of them. You know, they they all know how to kind of accept their role. They all come in. And do their job to the highest of their ability. So, it's exactly what you want. Okay, two questions for you guys, just to talk a little bit more about squad rotation. So, when and what games would you like to see Minamino come in and start? And what youngsters, if any, would you throw into the Premier League squad? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, I'll let you take that first. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, to be fair to Minamino, I want him to start in games where there's less pressure. Mm. I, know, I know there's not many games where there's less pressure, but because um, we saw him against Wolves and he looked like he was caught up in a tornado. Like the game was just too much for him. The ball was just bouncing <laughs> everywhere. If um, he came on, I felt I felt so sorry for him, man, because he he just looked lost. Oh, <laughs> that is the worst possible game you want to get brought on as well. You know, you got bloody, but, uh, you've got you know, if you go you're going up against fucking Matt Doherty, who's one of the better right backs in the league, and then you've got Adama Traore just try, absolutely trying to destroy Robertson at every single opportunity. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously he came on and he went on to the left, and Traore was just eating up Robertson. And he thought, nope, don't want that. <laughs> so he's gone up to the, he's gone up to the right and he's just looking peak for him and it's obviously it's not full of his own because we know he's a fantastic player because we've watched him in the Champions League. It's just the pace of the league. It's yeah. different. Yeah, I think um, just the so permanent intensity just changes everybody's it changes everybody. And for those that have played football before, you know sometimes when you watch somebody playing a game or like. You watch someone on the pitch and you think, oh, you know what? You're not even trying. Like you're, look, you look shit. You're not even running properly. Yeah, then you yeah. go to the pitch yourself and you're gassed. Within the first two minutes, you're out of breath. You're just <laughs> realizing how much it takes to actually put these shifts in. Just a little note, by the way, Minamino's got 89 pace on FIFA. Is, Is it? Yeah, he's quick. He's, he's, he's quick, surprised. man. Smoothie player. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's faster than Ox, you know. That's nuts, man. I didn't realize. Yeah, I think I think with him, he's gonna come on for the last fifteen minutes of games. The last mm. fifteen, he needs to. He just needs to get a hold of the pace. The pace is a lot. There's mm. nothing again, like I said, there's nothing to do with him as a player because we know he's good. It's just the intensity and also taking in the tactics and, and what Klopp wants you to do. Because that's one thing. One thing is a the pace, then one thing is playing at that pace with all that information in your head. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult. Especially so, when your legs are tired to be able to carry out certain instructions on dead legs, basically. It's hard. And that's what a lot of fans don't realise. Like everyone just thinks, oh yeah, this, that and the third, this, that and the third. Yeah, it's just the system is hard. There's things that you have to do, there's intricate things, the pressing, the covering of spaces, knowing when knowing when to press, knowing when not to press, the uh the passing triangles, knowing when to move when one player has the ball, knowing how to cut it, there's a lot of information to take in. Reload reload it, re load it especially yeah. with the midfield <laughs> I don't think people understand exactly. how difficult it is to play in you know this it's, midfield it is so hard like obviously we get onto that Genie we get onto that Brexit midfield but there's a reason why those players play like people like Genie Hendo and Fabinho there's a reason why Klopp trust them to play that midfield because they can execute all that information quickly and play at a top level Yeah. hence why like there's Hence why Henderson was playing at the number six because Klopp can trust him with certain information. Yeah. Yeah, cool. He might not be the player that we want that has ability, but because Klopp can trust him with a lot of information, Klopp will put him there just to continue that information. And literally with a press, especially midfield-wise, yeah, it only takes one mistake or one person to press at the wrong time to get past the round. And once you get past the round, you're in on the defence, especially with a team that doesn't have a good defence. We're not part of that, so we don't really need to worry about that like that. Mm. But when the team does get exposed and you're at their back line with maybe three players on four players, three attacking players on four defensive players is still quite hard. Most Pete, of the time, centre backs are not fast. It's Pete, fam. And that's another thing that like people getting onto Trent for his defensive, is it all his lack of defensive um, now, quote unquote. It's a myth because. That's a young kid playing at right back. Like there's a there was a situation where I think someone tried to mock him and they're saying, Oh, what was he doing when he had someone on his right hand side? But he also had to watch the man with the ball. So like you've got to do two things at one time. There's a, there's a lot to take in at professional football. Like it's just it's easy to like sit down and just talk. Anyway, that's the discussion for another day. So yeah. yeah I like to see me in a minute. Start tagging ping balls again and start claiming Trent, Trent, Trent. Yeah, I'm saying like properly and watch his if you want to get onto Trent watch his full game properly and see how he tracks yeah. his man there's times where his man will get free and he makes a last ditch challenge or someone will get free and he makes a last ditch challenge he's not the Wan-Bissaka type of defender but he is okay enough I'm not going to put the emphasis and say he's good I won't say one of the better defenders he's, either but he's he's, he's, he's average you know what yeah, I mean? He, he gets the job. But, like, the thing, I, but the thing is, my thing is that if you're playing for defence, who's been the, the best defence for the last two seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Only conceding 14 goals, I believe, or 15 goals. So, so that's, that's, I know it's a simple argument. It may be like a simplistic argument, but if you are part of a defence who, who has been the best defence for the last two seasons, surely you must be doing your job correctly. 
Plus, I think that's... So it. before people get onto me, that was 15 goals this season, not two seasons before people are all in the mentions, chatting shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing as well. I mean, especially with the way the fullbacks operate now. There's no such thing as a traditional fullback anymore. They are wing-backs and they are bombing yeah. forward and they have to track back. So, of course, there's going to be opportun- there's going to be certain certain situations where they, they lose their man or they're not as close as their man as they possibly should be in the traditional sense. Um, and, you know, most wing- most modern wingers now have a level of pace where they can get a yard on you. So, there are going to be situations where those things come into play. Again, like we said, the Roberts- Robertson against Wolves was probably one of the worst games we've ever seen against him. Correct, correct. Because Robertson's supposed to be our Mr. Reliable. Yeah. He was moving like Milner with consistency of his performances and then Wolves were just shambolic. I think even before Wolves, the match just before, it wasn't great either. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, man. Yeah, we'll go back to the end of the season and you just accept it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what we need, Jamal. Yeah, we need Jamal exactly to help us uh, yep. cover Robertson. Go on, Bishop. No, um, I, I, I was going to let it go, go back to you, big one. <laughs> oh, I was say yeah. So I was gonna say yeah. So Minamino last fifteen of like certain games where there's where we're a bit comfortable, he can come in and just play his game. Then um, in terms of the youngsters going forward, I would like to see Nico Williams. I would like to see Curtis Jones. Um, I think those two really are. They look like they are getting ready. They're not. I won't say they're ready, but I'll say they're getting to a point where yeah, they can play really. Um, Shout out to Varela if he was, I don't know. Is it, is, I, think he was younger. I think if he was yeah. 18, he would be in with a shout, but he's 22. Nah, I feel, 22. I feel like with Shirovella at this point, you know in wrestling when they always go, one more match, one more match. <laughs> I just want to see <laughs> I just want to see one more game from him, you know, let him ride off into some set, go and play for Real Betis, go and control, you know, do controller yeah, in, in La Liga. Like, it's unfortunate that you're very, very technically good, but you're just not going to make it for us. And I'm really, really sorry about that. That's really it. Yeah. But well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe he can turn it around. We've seen Klopp do spectacular things with Robertson. And who knows? Who knows? Let me not put him to the sword just yet. But in my opinion, you got to go, baby. I think he's just a bit too lightweight for our midfield. Um, but yeah, like you said, like you said, uh, Mark, who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? Especially, you know, with with the way things are playing out at the moment. But again, in terms of obviously integrating new players into the team, so let's move on to the one of the final sections we're going to cover today, and that is transfer talk. This is something that we've obviously introduced in the last few weeks. Um, you know, it went, went down quite well. Um, and one of the tweets that we had from going out from the account this week. I'm actually quite quite excited to actually go to go through this one. Um, so let's say we can own we can theoretically only sign one player from each of these categories. Who would you personally go for? So in just ca- a little note: I fucked up on the categories and I put Havertz twice in category two. The second Havertz was supposed to be Coutinho. Ah, okay. So hopefully that changes a lot of answers for people. I thought you were going to do like a. I thought you were doing like an Eric Jemba Jemba thing there, like so good they named him <laughs> twice. <laughs> so no, I was just rushing around and I accidentally pressed it without checking it. Oh, I've all been there, all been there. So in category one, we have Kylian Mbappe and Jaden Sancho. 
Wonder Kids, baby. Golden Boys. Um, in category two, we have one Kai Havertz, um, Osmana Dembele, and <laughs> Felipe Coutinho. And in category three, we have James Madison, Jack Grealish, Hassam Awa. Actually, quite happy that I managed to pronounce that one properly. Uh, Emmy Buendia and Todd Cantwell. So, L, I'll go to you first on this one. From category one. Um, of category one, the three, the star boy himself, Mbappe. All day. Uh, oh, yeah. Category two, Havertz, because he's younger. I will go through, but feels a bit old. I'm looking to the future. I'm going to back a Havertz. Category three. That's the interesting one because there's a few players I'll do like. You said Bondia, Grealish, who else? So James Madison, Grealish, Oa from Leon, Bondia, and Cantwell. You know I'm gonna go Bondia. I like Oa and I like Grealish, but I think I'm gonna go Bondia. I think that's a decent shot because he can play. He can play a little bit deeper as well. So yeah, and he's bare stocky man. I think he's built yeah. for this. Yeah, he's a big lad, isn't he? It's like yeah, for the for the position he plays, you you you, you don't really expect it. Uh, yeah, Mark, go on, mate. I'm exactly the same as L. Um, Mbappe, pay whatever the boy wants. If we want, I'm gonna go talk to him right now. Can get um, done deal. <laughs> if I have to sell a liver, if I have to sell a kidney, let's get it, get it cracking. Put a kidney on the black market ASAP. Let's get it cracking. Um, <laughs> I'll go Havertz as well. I've been screaming Kai's name for a while now. Um, I know he's not having the best of seasons, but compared to Phil, who is slightly aging, I think he's 28 at the moment, I feel like we'll only get maybe two, three good years out of him and I'm not too sure how he would do harmony-wise in the changing room, especially after paying £10 million of his own fucking money to leave and faking injury <laughs> to his agent. Um, I'm not sure how that would go down with the rest of the squad, so I would go Kai, who's young, fresh, and surprisingly a lot taller than I thought he was. I think he's 6'1", 6'2". I might be wrong. Wow. Yeah, I think well, he's 6'2". Yeah. yeah. That's what that's a rangy guy. That's why when we were talking uh, in the in the group the other day, I think it was, actually, I think it was us three, Fahi and Mike, when we were talking about that Deli Ali comparison. Yeah. He actually does make those late runs, and he looks a bit gangly sometimes. But some of the stuff he can do when he pulls it off is amazing. And then from category three, I'd go Bandia. Same again. Um, and part of the reason is price. I feel like we'll get Bundia for 15 mil, 20 mil, compared mm-hmm. to the Madison, who would be pushing 60, 80. Grealish, who could be 50, 60. Yeah. And if we are going for Mbappe, I want to funnel all the money towards Mbappe. Fuck all these other guys. What? I haven't seen enough of Awa. I hope I pronounced it properly. I haven't seen enough of him, but I've heard he's really, really good. Um, someone was on the account saying he shouldn't be in category three, but I was putting it roughly in price terms. Being Havertz and then Booze could be 80 to 100, Phil could be about 70, 70 something. But yeah, I'll go Bundia on the cheap. 
someone's answered this by saying it was Mona Dembele three times, and I want to slap him. Do you want persist? Do you want you know you know that video that goes around on Twitter, especially the one because obviously the Kaka the Kaka video from the weekend, where the guy asked him to a guy asked him to cut back, which by itself is just 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 blasphemous, absolute blasphemous, blasphemy, blasphemy. And that guy is obviously doing the football training. He goes, "You will never make it. You will never make it." He goes, "You are breathing heavy like a dog." <laughs> that would be clapped to Dembele. <laughs> Shout out you, Doka, and I mentioned saying Dembele, Dembuz, Usman, continuing a little loving with Dembuz. It's over. It's, it's, it's over with him. I mean, I think all of us have had you know Usman Dembele stock at some point or other. Yeah, um, man. And it's just upsetting. It's just upsetting seeing what he's become based off who I saw at Dortmund. Yeah, he was absolutely electric at Dortmund. Like. And and the thing is, he will be perfect because left foot, right foot, he's exactly. Oh, yeah, he would be amazing. Left foot, you know right mean? foot, the pace, and just the skill on the Every ball. Play. Imagine him if on our counter. He counter-tack. like he takes penalties left foot because he strikes the ball better with his left foot. And Bro, right the brother foot. doesn't know. The brother doesn't know why he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, oh. Oh, so what foot are you? He said, "I'm left footed." Oh yeah, but you took the penalty with your right foot. Oh, I'm right footed then, isn't it? <laughs> what? Boy, <laughs> what day of the week? Just... What day of the week is it? Yeah. Tuesday. Oh, I'm right yeah. footed then. <laughs> I'm left footed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. What's the weather outside? It's raining. Oh, I'm left footed right. then, isn't it? <laughs> Imagine being that technically gifted, but you can't get onto it's, the pitch, man. It's crazy, man. So I just hopefully the the injury. Hopefully, he can get himself back from the injury. He's still young. Yeah. Um, even if he doesn't come to us, I hope he turns it around at some point in his career. Yeah, I hope he turns it around, man. Maybe this injury might be a wake-up call for him. Obviously, no one likes to get injured, but... No. Those things, man. I agree, man. It's one of those ones where, you, you know, it kind of, like, enlightens you to take a little bit more better care of your body and stuff as well, so... Exactly, exactly. Uh, I think for me, I... Probably go for you know, one is just so obvious that it hurts, isn't it? Really, it, it's definitely, yeah. uh, it's it, definitely it was a... so hard to put people in category one because personally, Mbappe should be in his own category. Yeah, like, who else would you want? Who else would you even compare with Mbappe unless you're going to bring in one of the Neymars or a Messi for 500 million or something like Ronaldo? Who knows? Who knows? Mm. But, I think that's that, that's, a, that's a really good point, Mark. Um. I definitely go. I definitely go Mbappe for, for category one. Um, category two, it, it, it's got to be Kai, just in terms of the, the player profile and the way he could be implemented into our team. I mean, he could cover probably four or five positions. He's he's that versatile and he's that he's generally that talented. And again, it, you, you, if you brought him for sixty sixty five million. The way that the markets are going and stuff. If you did want to, you know, get if you did want to move to Bayern Munich in about five years, you could probably double your profit on that anyway. So that's always a nice little incentive. And for category three is probably the most difficult one out of them all because <laughs> the civil war that has happened in the Copa and Fracas WhatsApp group over fucking James Madison and Jack Grealish is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day we need to have a chat on the pod, man. One day we need to actually get everybody on and just have a Madison versus Greenish chat. Get everyone to swing the yeah. ball. <laughs> Once and for all, you know, <laughs> she needs to get it out of <laughs> the way. But I would, I think the Buendia shout is a very, very good one in terms of 
the price you could get it for and the areas of the pitch you could cover. Yeah. But for me, just seeing how we will probably have to kind of adjust pieces in that midfield free going forward and a little bit of forward planning, I'd probably go uh, for Awa. Um, you know, ridiculously talented player, can play deep, scores a few goals, gets a few assists, and I think he could match the work rate of, of a genie as well. Um, compare on the left side of a midfield too, so he would really fit in well with what we do, and I don't think we'd have to pay that much to get him as well, which is always always a nice thing. Yeah. How much do you think we could get him for? How much did uh, Ndombele go for? Forty-five. I'm on my save one shit today, so I need to double check. So. Uh, well, they what they want you got. Well, we agreed about fifty-six was the care. Mm. If I remember correctly. So yeah, so I'm just looking yeah, 55 now. Fifty-five mil. Fifty-five mil for Ndombele. Fifty-five mil for Ndombele, and I'd probably say Ndombele's probably got a little bit more talent than him. Obviously, they're both homegrown, both homegrown boys. Probably going to pay. You're probably looking at probably about the same amount, more than more yeah, than anything. That's awesome. Um, so I, 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 I'd pay that personally. But again, Buendia, you can't, you can't go wrong with with that as a signing. In all honesty, I think to be fair, I think Liverpool are probably going to do all right and. Um... Werner. I, I want Werner. I didn't include Werner, but I want Werner a lot. Yeah, I think. Even I mean, after this weekend, he just looks rapid. That like, looks like he'll suit us to a T. He was playing on the left this weekend, which was nice to see him in that berth as opposed to playing through the middle, just so I can see what he can do from a wide position. He played decently well. He should have scored, in my opinion, but those chances come and go and it wasn't a match full of chances it was more he had two opportunities to shoot and mm. it was hard for him no that <laughs> that that chance he missed though in that game was yeah. uh, unacceptable yeah, I know so, I'm not so man it. The don't want him yet me like, <laughs> like, uh, I tried to put a black marker on his name and that <laughs> Well, I'm just uh, I'm not one of his biggest haters, but I'm just saying, man. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know you know what the weird thing is? I think it's because he's let me down in the past. Like 20, 2016, 2017, you know, I was a massive, massive fan. And then like he just dips in his production a bit. Wasn't that great at the uh, World Cup as well. I think I just like dropped dropped a bit of my stock in him more than anything. Uh but you know. T- talented player, and when you know when he when he does bring it all together, he's uh, he's absolutely deadly. Um, and if we can get him for the price quoted, then I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. Should we uh, should we finish off with a few listeners' questions? Yeah, I did want to go back into transfer talk real real quickly. I want to go into the Shaq Frazier thing. How much time have we got? How much time have we got? Ugh. Yeah, we can do this real quick. I guess you right with that, lads. Yeah, get stuck in. Cool. Let's go. Um, so I so we tweeted on the Cop and Fractus account. Who would you want Fraser on the free to replace Shakiri? The reason that we tweeted that was because ideally Shakiri would be looking for more playing time next season. Um, being able to brought in Minamino, Cater should be a bit fit. Ox should be playing a lot more. Where do we really see him getting that playing time at Liverpool? He's probably going to have to go get that somewhere else. 
And in this current market, I believe you can get 20 to 30 mil for him and then bring someone in. Um, I mentioned Ryan Frazier being on the free, and there was loads of different opinions. A lot of people saying he offers a bit more than Shaq. He's got a bit paid. A lot of people saying, fuck out of here. Shaq is way more technically gifted. Why would you even do that? Um, so I just wanted to float that to you guys and see what you think. Do you want to... Uh, yeah, I'll go with um, Yeah, I, I think, obviously, I think Shaq is a little bit better than Frazier. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's, a better, he's a better player than Frazier, but um, in terms of the way we play and what we do, I think Frazier can offer a lot. Um, you know, fans... Us fans do this thing where we hear a name, uh, it's not glamorous enough, and certain teams are not linked with them, so it must not be good enough. Like, and that, that's the main problem with that. The Liverpool fans, it's like, oh, you say Fraser, like, oh, nah, he's dead. Why would you want Fraser? Any bad? But then you're, you're not taking into consideration the coach that we have. So if you take into consideration Klopp and what Klopp can do, Klopp can definitely squeeze out an extra 10% of Frazier and I think coming off the bench Frazier offers you something because he's quick enough to get in behind he's got a good delivery he's got a good left foot and he's dangerous and you can get your couple goals on the free relatively cheap wages I think this is a no-brainer for me it's a no-brainer yeah. for you I mean then you're coming into a squad like, like for, for instance we're probably going to let Shaq go and Shaq is going to be nothing less than 25 mil. Nothing less than 25 mil. So for me, it's a no-brainer because if it comes to Liverpool right now in this current climate, you're going to develop. You're going to be playing with better people. You're going to have a better platform to show your talent. Even if it doesn't work for you, you sign a three-year contract, you're going to get a better move. You can demand more money. It's, it's a no-brainer for me, to be fair. That's just a no-brainer. And, and Fraser is the type of player that Liverpool will sign anyway. I think it was linked with him. Was we linked with him last summer or in, the, or in yeah, January? I think we were linked with him in January and also we were linked yeah, with January. him last summer. Yeah. yeah, so we was linked with him anyway. So I, I personally feel that it's a no-brainer because he's a, it's a decent player, to be fair. He's, he can add a little bit more to your team. Do you want me to do the contrasting view on this one? <laughs> oh, yeah, go yeah. shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I, think he, I think he stinks. <laughs> the funniest thing obviously was Elvis saying there you know as Liverpool fans you know when there's certain names mentioned and we go overboard it's not the most attractive I'm like uh, I'm not going to like what I'm about to say next but no um, no 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 you need it he's such a weird player because he he's had spells um, so not last season the season before he was, you know, he was, you know, a really good little player. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Probably not even came out of nowhere for Bournemouth. You know, played really well. The first half of last season, he he played well, and then I think he expected he was getting some form of move that never materialised. And he now he's dropped into some really weird murky zone, which yeah. probably probably not the Sido Barahino zone, but it's dangerously close to it, um, where the production doesn't match. The perceived value at this point now, um, but in terms of the player profile, I think someone like that 
he's definitely who we should go for, especially if they are available on a free transfer. I don't think he should be Ryan Fraser at this moment of time because I don't think he's of the level required to be in this squad. And from I think from a few Bournemouth fans, what I've heard them talk about him and his attitude more than anything, it's been a little bit smelly. And I don't want that around the team just because he's been expected to move and I think he's little, thinks he's a little bit bigger than he is. And the fact he's already yeah, been displaced yeah. by Harry Wilson. So, and yeah, Wilson could always come back in. So I did mention. So we did mention in the tweet that you can float some other names. Names that I've seen are Gurkits to come back in and do a job. Who slipped the mind to begin with, but he could always come in and offer something completely different, but in still contribute to the squad in a similar way. Um, Saderberry Hima, I hope I'm saying that name right, from Barnsley, I believe, in the Championship, who's apparently a really, really good player. I've seen loads of highlights of him, but haven't actually watched the match. But he looked to me like one of those YouTube merchants. I don't really know, so I'm not going to comment too much, but seems really, really tricky. But is there any end product to it? I need to actually start paying attention to him. And yeah, Harry yeah. Wilson put back in. Yeah, I think Harry Wilson we're gonna let him go. Um I'm not too sure. I think you can get like it, that. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I just don't think he's made for this club. Like he's not made for the physicality of the matches really. that Liverpool will play. I don't know, you know. I think it's just he's a good player and I think if given the chance he could probably do something within within the squad. But at the point he's in now in his career, would you want to be a bench player for Liverpool getting the yeah. odd start? Or would you want to be at a team like Bournemouth where you are their highest goal the scorer? You were, yeah, where you're the, yeah. you the main fella. Um, and the fact, you know, now... It's, this is the thing with, with, with academy players and, you know, players in that elk in general. The, you know, when you look at a, a, a Chelsea model or a Man City model, the concept is to buy the best and the brightest young players. If they make it into the first team, that's great. If not, you can sell them and make a profit. But mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we do, you know, fairly well at Liverpool, and you know, uh, uh, anyone can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, especially people, those those listening, is we look after the emotional side of young players. Bobby Duncan aside, because that was just a complete and utter mess uh, from all parties involved. Um, but yeah, we do look after the kind of emotional side of the footballers, and you know, we, you know, we put them in the best best position to succeed in the long term. All you have to do is kind of look at Cam Brannigan at Oxford. Um, you know, past transfer window gone, he was linked with moves back into the Premier League, and that's because he was given the chance to go to, you know, a decent team like Oxford and build himself back up. And I think the thing with Harry Wilson now is you've gone on loan three years consecutive in a row. You've 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 matched the production. You've exceeded all, all the expectations. So go and blaze your own path at this point. And the fact that we can make a profit off the back of that is is a little bit of an added bonus. Yeah, and I see him going for about 25 mil, maybe 30 you know. And to be honest, with his production this season, if he does want to go to Bournemouth, I feel they'll pay 35. So why not? Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. You could easily get 30, 35 for him now. I mean, what is he on? Eight goals, four, five yeah, assists? Yeah, it's a, and I think you made a great point in the um, in a group chat during the week, Chris, where you said that what is his best role? 
currently. And um, yeah. I can't see him playing on the right wing. I, yeah. can't see, I can see him playing on the left wing, but then he always wants to go on his left foot, so that would um, that would unbalance us a bit. And I don't think he's physical enough for a number eight or the number eight that we play. Um, could he? He could. He possibly could be like Bobby, but then then again, you just bought Minamino, mm. so yeah, he does that role already. Exactly. So then I think. So carry on, L. Yeah, so I was just gonna say finally, I think signing Minamino uh gets rid of Wilson, unless they're gonna get rid of Shaq and Kit Wilson. So that'll be one to watch. I think you're um that's a really good point, L, because I think that Minamino might be the Shaq replacement, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 could be. Yeah. Yeah. And then you probably bring bring Curtis in, into the fold a little bit more. Yeah, maybe Lana. Yeah, yeah, and we know that you know there's already been the, the briefings going out to say that we, we do want another attacker, um, and obviously Timo Werner has been linked fairly heavily. You know, so it's all a big screen. It's all a big smoke screen for Mbappe anyway. So don't believe the hype. So yeah, man, he's coming. He's on his way. <laughs> all right, boys. Should we uh, should we wrap it up or? Um, yeah, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Again. Um, Everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of Copper and Fracas. Be sure to keep in touch with the wider conversation using the hashtag TouchlineFracas. Um, of course, we'll be back next Tuesday to analyse the Norwich game and, of course, analyse the Atletico Madrid game. Who knows? Will it be another, another Napoli podcast? Touch wood, we hope it's not. Um, <laughs> if it does sound like we are depressed, bear in mind that it's just because we're tired, you know. Um, but, you know, we will be back next week with another episode of Copper and Frackers. And until then, we'll see you soon. See ya. See This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.